Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Welcome, Journey of You family. I am so excited today. I'm going to be talking with Terry Steeler. She is a life coach and also the author of Finding Your Balance in an Unbalanced World. So Terry, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Of course. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am, um, my greatest claim to fame is as a wife of uh, 43 years, and I have three uh, wonderful adult kids and two amazing daughter-in-laws. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my favorite title is Oma to uh, two very precious grandbabies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a former worship pastor and also worked as a teacher for many years. And um, so, yeah, and now currently working in a little different area. Let's go a little bit deeper in that because you said now you're in a different area. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you even discovered the area you should be in or that you most um, desire to be in. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. My journey um, begins probably way back when I was five years old and my dad (laughs) stood me on a chair to sing. He was a minister, a pastor. And I remember standing up on that chair and singing my heart out to the church. And that's when it began because uh, God put something in my heart uh, to want to work in, in ministry and, um, and in music. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I was able to do that for about eight years uh, in um a high school setting. I actually worked in music a lot longer than that, but in a high school setting, I was a music teacher and uh, for these kids and um, had the great privilege of taking them around in the spring, my corral, around in the spring to different churches and doing ministry. So God was really feeling a, a passion in me that I loved. Uh, but I am a perfectionist. And that is not an easy thing. If any of you listeners out there are perfectionists, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's not an easy thing to live with. And um, I allowed it to uh, kind of screw with my priorities. And uh, my job 
really uh, took first uh, dibs there. And um, my life began to get out of balance. And I, I began to uh, realize that my health was suffering, my uh, relationships, um, just everything was beginning to kind of like dominoes, you know, one goes down and the other. And, um, and so it was probably about five years into my um, teaching, which I loved and, and um, had such a passion for that I began to wake up in the middle of the night with uh, panic attacks. And um, I, I got through that year and realized, I believe I am heading for burnout here. So I, I had a talk with my administration and my administration was so wonderful and they worked with me and, and attempted to um, relieve a few things. But needless to say, um, I did reach that burnout. And because my passion was so deep for the ministry and for what I was doing with these kids, um, I limped along for a couple more years. I, I remember going into my classroom almost on a daily basis uh, into the inner room and, and just sobbing because I, I realized that I was losing something that I thought, you know, um, I was meant to do and um, and I didn't want to give it up, but I knew I couldn't keep going. And that's the thing with burnout. When you when you reach that burnout, it's um, it's something that you, you have to make a total change. Usually mm -hmm. when it's come to that point, you can't keep going. So there I was. And I'm I'm not someone that just likes to sit around. I like to do things. <laughs> um, but. Here I am in my 50s now, late, uh, middle, middle 50s, and uh, faced with the, uh, a totally opposite problem. Instead of too much to do, I have nothing to do. And um, that was a different kind of stress. That was a different kind of overwhelm for me. And that's kind of where my journey really began, because I, I felt like um, God was done with me. And, and why would he? I, I felt like he had been grooming me, you know, for, for something in the ministry. And it had to have been this teaching because, you know, that's I, I just love doing that so much. And, um, and it tapped into the gifts that I know he had given me. But all of a sudden that, you know, after uh, eight years of that, um, it's gone. And so um, many years <laughs> uh, it took to recover. And, and the thing with burnout is you, you don't, I don't believe that you completely always completely recover on those kinds of things. Um, there was a panic that would, it would always hit me anytime that the simplest of commitment would come my way. I, I would just, uh, I mean, it could be something as simple as bringing a dish to the church for somebody. And then I just all of a sudden feel like this, um, oh my goodness, somebody's depending on me for something. And I would begin to panic because I had just reached that top already. And um, and that lasted for many years. So, so not only did I, you know, not have any more work, but it, it, affected, it affected me getting involved in my church. And, and getting involved in other areas of my life. 
Um, and um, so anyways, um, God had me go back to school, <laughs> believe it or not, in my in in um, I had gotten my master's in worship and music after after this time. And um, I didn't figure anybody was going to hire an old lady in that, that um, department, but God opened up something for me and uh, it was in North Carolina. And um, so um, I went up there and the depression that I was feeling for not, you know, doing anything and, and feeling like there was any purpose, it, it just disappeared overnight. I, I, again, I just had purpose in my life. I was, I was doing something that I passionately felt like groom had, God had been grooming me for, for years. And that was now working as a worship pastor. And um, my husband was going to be joining me up there and, and moving and leaving everything he knew um, and joining me up there after about three months of time. Well, uh, <laughs> that ended up after about three months. Um, God told me it's time to leave. And I, of course, there's not near enough um time to be able to explain what brought me to that point. But that was the hardest thing I think I've ever done is, is leaving something that I just knew God had groomed me for. And this was what my whole life, um, you know, outside of, of my raising my kids and, and keeping my home, this was, you know, in the ministry, this was what he had for me. So I found myself once again <laughs> um, in a state of feeling like um, my purpose was gone. Um, but this was a lot heavier. This one, I felt I had disappointed God somehow. I, that, what did I do? You know, I, I just, God, give me another chance. I, I know there will not be another opportunity at my age to do this without you opening something up. And um and that, that was the part of my journey that was the heaviest, but it was the most precious because God and I, we, we just came to a whole new understanding. And it, it, um, it happened when I, I finally kind of had enough. And, and we're talking a few years here of, of struggle and, um, and it happened when I, I told my husband one day, I said, uh, honey, I just, I just feel like God's done with me. I, I feel like he's just thrown me away. And, and then he said, he had said just before I told him this, just out of the blue, I told him this, but just before that, he says to me, Hey, honey, I, I watched this pastor and he was talking about how we're all chosen you know, for something we're all chosen. And, um, and it was after that comment that I mentioned to him, I felt like God had just thrown me away. Well, one of the things, the, the, uh, things that happened after I lost my job as a, I mean, uh, left my job as a worship pastor was that I, I could not go into a service, into a church and make it through the praise time without just bawling. So it ended up that I just quit going. <laughs> and this uh, lasted for 
many years actually after that happened um where i just i just couldn't go and and face it it was just too painful to see um to see where i i desperately wanted to be so anyways, uh, that day that we both said these comments to each other, we um, he had talked me into going to a, a big mega church. So I sat there as I usually did <laughs> while everybody else stood and was praising. I just sat there involved. But I happened to look up on the screen and up on the screen uh, where the words were for the song, they had put a text down at the bottom. And and the text said, um, for I have chosen you and have not thrown you away. And I just, I just sat there and bawled some more <laughs> and, um, couldn't wait to get home to read the whole, um, the whole text. So I, I got home and I, I looked it up. It was Isaiah 41, eight through 10. And this is how I read it. And, and, um, and I put my name in there because I heard my name. God, God did that for me. But as for you, Terry, my servant, my chosen one, my friend, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, which was Carolina, right? <laughs> Saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And I can hardly read that without bawling every time I do. <laughs> but I've never done a sermon without crying in that spot, for sure. Um, that was the turning point for me. I knew God was not done with me yet. And, mm -hmm. and for anybody out there listening today that thinks they're too old, or that the time of life that they're in, that, you know, you can't do anything more. Um, don't believe it. God has chosen you and and he has, uh, um, he will hold you up with his right hand, victorious mm. right hand. But anyways, that what that did is it started me on a journey to say, okay, then what now, Lord? <laughs> you know, I'd love it to involve music, but what now? And um, so that actually, because I had mentioned earlier that my health had kind of been destroyed with all of this stuff, my mm -hmm. journey actually began searching for health okay. and uh, what I could do. And I came across this site that said uh, health and wellness coach. That, that's it. I need to get a health and wellness coach. Maybe they can get my health back on track. Yeah. And um, but then um, as I was looking for that, I came across um, a site that taught you how to be a health and wellness coach. So then I thought, all right, well, maybe this is it, God, maybe this is it. <laughs> and um, and a, a funny kind of side note here is my daughter was also looking for for something um, mm -hmm. to do, something that she felt like God was was leading God, leading her to do. And uh, so I had mentioned, um, hey, Christy, this is this going to be the craziest thing. It's so off the wall. But but I came across something on the Internet the other day and I was going to run it by you. And she said to me, um, was it being a health and wellness coach? And I said, wait, 
wait, wait, this is, this is really weird. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know that it was a health and wellness coach? She said, because I'd been looking on the internet for myself as well. And I came across this. And so we both had the privilege of going through school and becoming health and wellness coaches and life coaches. And, um, and she took one direction and I've taken another. And, um, and that's sort of how I ended up here with, um, um, being a life coach. I'm a life coach today for um, those that are are overwhelmed, having a hard time finding balance in their life, who have experienced, maybe experienced burnout already. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be uh, a life coach for them to help them get through uh, those times that um, that I got through and, and help them, not just a life coach, but a Christian life coach, yeah. because um, that that was the key. That was the the only key for me was that uh, God and I, um, we did this together and he brought me through those terribly dark times. Um, he's the only one that could get me there. But now he's given me the great privilege of uh, being a coach to help others, um, let them know that he'll be there for them as well and, and help them uh, get through that. So, and as far as my music goes, I, I still am able to use that um, in some in a worship podcast that that I'm uh, working on and um, and just different areas. So God is so good. He's he still taps into that passion and that ministry that I love so well. So, boy, that was that. a lot in the <laughs> in a nutshell there. <laughs> it's really good to know because I wanted to know that like you talked about starting even at five years old with that love for music and then being able to teach it, then reaching burnout and then trying to figure out well, where do I go from here? Then you had the opportunity to be a worship pastor and it was like that door closed too. And it was like, well, now what? I think so many people can relate to that feeling of feeling like you've been thrown away, knowing that you have this gift and wanting to use it, but then God turning you a different way to use it in a different way, not exactly the way that you thought that he should have. Yeah. <laughs> Like we know better than him. (laughs) And that, and that was the hardest thing to let go of was Mm -hmm. my ideal of what I thought and how I thought God was going to use my gifts and and my idea that this was the only way Mm -hmm. to do it, you know? And, um, and that was, that was my biggest struggle. And I have to be honest that sometimes the devil, he knows our vulnerable parts. And, and sometimes, you know, when I'm, when I hear just a, a really um, song that really touches me, I will end up in tears, uh, missing very badly, the ability to lead that kind of worship. Um, but, um, but he's so good. And, and he, uh, he is day by day, um, you know, filling that passion in another way. So absolutely. And and I know you talked about how your training has had some different turning points and uh-huh. how it brought you to becoming now a coach where you started with health and wellness and now you switched yeah. to life coach. Can you yeah. see in retrospect, I know the scripture says that God works everything out for our good. Can you see looking back how each part of that journey made you who you are today and why you had oh, to go through absolutely. some of those steps or what are kind of your aha moments or perspectives looking um, in retrospect. Absolutely. My aha moments are that God had to get rid of a lot of clutter in my Mm -hmm. life before he could bring me 
to the point that he has for me and what he has for me to do right now. Mm-hmm. There, there were insecurities in me that, um, that I, I never knew. One was that, that my voice didn't really matter, you know, um, and, and the confidence to, um, to be able to get out there and, and really speak. It was easy up on the, you know, pulpit, um, but, but to believe that my voice at my age, especially, but that my voice mattered to people out there who, um, you know, who, who I could, who my voice might be able to speak to. Mm. I, I didn't believe that there were other beliefs that I had developed. So I think my aha moment was in those years when, when, when God was working with me on, you know, different beliefs that I had different lies that I believed um, that, that he had to say, no, you know, you are a child of God, Terry. And, and, you know, my confidence, I had no confidence and especially after all of these things and, you know, and believing in who, um, you know, who I, I really was. And, and so my aha moment was that, you know, God told me you are, who I say you are, you know, there's a beautiful song. (laughs) (laughs) I am who you say I am. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) And it all goes back to music, but Mm -hmm. that's how he speaks to me. And, and he said, you're, you, who I say you are, which is a, a, a beloved child of God that has a work to do for me. And I needed to go through what I went through to, to um get to that point so um so my uh, you know god's ability to change the way i think mm-hmm. was was my aha moment when i look back on it it was like ah i see all of these different things that you did in my life and these different twists and turns and i see now how if i hadn't gone through those you would have never been able to teach me what I needed to be taught and, and been able to get rid of the, the emotional clutter that was keeping me from doing what you want me to do, which is, um, you know, one of those you mentioned at the the beginning was uh, writing a book. And I had no clue what he wanted me to write about. Uh, initially, I thought I was going to write about God's waiting room because I spent so much time in God's waiting room. <laughs> I figured that's what, but that that is not that is going to be maybe my second book. But uh, no, he he wanted me to write it to people who are struggling with balance in their life, who are struggling with overwhelm, who want and need to be reminded they have a purpose in. In this in this life god has a purpose for them and they are ch- chosen and uh, so that that if i had held on to that belief that my voice didn't matter that book never would have been written so absolutely i see his guiding hand in every stage of my life not quite sure why i um that part of my life where i became a dog trainer why that was in there but <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you can learn a lot about life through dogs too. So, (laughs) (laughs) thinking even of your journey, even the parts that you're like, I'm not sure how (laughs) that. For people who are there right now, that maybe they are perfectionists, maybe they're hitting burnout, and they're not sure which way to go. Knowing your journey and your experience, what would you tell them to either prevent getting all the way to burnout, or if they're there, 
what's that next best step for them? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that next best step is, um, is to take that total reliance on God, mm-hmm. <laughs> trust his timing, um, trust the detours that he takes you on and, um, and just, and just be open to, uh, to hearing his voice because, you know, he's the only one that really knows that next best step. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, for me, I, I knew even after burnout, it was not time for me to quit. And, and I, and so I went through two years of, you know, I knew I needed to quit for the burnout, but I knew God was also telling me the time isn't right. The time isn't right. So I think patience with yourself. If, if you are, are able to um, reevaluate your priorities, you know, you're getting close to, to burnout and you are, are able to um, let go of that perfectionism and realize God's the only one you need to please. Um, and, and that, and that um, every area of your life affects every other area of your life. So if, if you're able to, to kind of step away and, and begin to bring balance back in your life by setting those priorities of what's most important, um, right then, you know, in your life to address and, and then, um, you know, beginning to, to, uh, get that on track. Um, you know, I, by the time I got to that point, it was too late. I already reached burnout. But but you can see some symptoms, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can begin to see when you're overwhelmed and, and you're beginning to feel a little bit of panic and, and you're beginning to realize your health is being affected, mm-hmm. um, that your relationships are, are being set aside. Uh, you know, that's the time that if you can reevaluate those areas, um, you know, and... Um, and take God with you, you know, he, he will definitely show you what the next step is. And that next step could very well be, I, I need to get my life back in balance. I need to do that. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. I know you talk about health because that's really important. You also talk about overwhelm. Yes. I think today's day and time, people are more overwhelmed than ever. I mean, everywhere you look, there's screens, there's television. There are so many things vying for your attention. You can become overwhelmed very easily. Yes. Um, and I know next month is May, which is Mental Health Month. And with you being a life coach and talking about finding that balance, can you tell us even some practical steps that people can take right now to help focus that their overwhelm. health more on themselves? Yeah. And yeah. work through that overwhelm because it really can take a toll on your health. So how can they help just one step that they can start doing even right now to turn it to, for the better? Yeah, I, I think realizing that um you are in a um you are in a stress mode <laughs> mm-hmm. that is keeping you in the fight and flight um state yeah. all the time mm-hmm. okay 
And, and you, so your body is never able to go back to that, uh, that calm state unless you call it back to that calm state. So, so the best thing you can begin to do for yourself is uh, taking few moments to reset, okay, here and there throughout your day. Sit down, breathe, you know, four or five really deep breaths. And do um do just a a meditation on God's word. Get 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 a text that means something to you, and and just breathe in <laughs> that text into your soul and breathe in that air into your lungs because it will reset your physical uh, back to to a state of calm. And, um, and if you, if you do that regularly, um, it will be, it will be one thing amongst all of your circumstances, because you may not be able to change your circumstances. Mm -hmm. It'll be the one thing that you can do, um, that doesn't require any money, <laughs> <laughs> you know, doesn't require any knowledge as far as your eating mm -hmm. goes or anything like mm -hmm. that. And, and it's, um, it's very practical uh, to be able to uh, to begin to address your stress because that's the number one thing. You mm -hmm. have to begin to address your stress for your physical to be, be able to handle that. And mm -hmm. um, and the reason I say, you know, get one text that just really mm -hmm. God speaks to you that you can just say over and over. Um, and, you know, even if it's as simple, it's the first text that I use in my book. And it's one that I, I just, I just use all the time. And it's just be still and know that I am God. Yes. That's all I need to hear. It takes care of whatever I'm about to face in my mm -hmm. day, because instantly I can say, okay, God, you're God. Yeah. I can't fix this. I can't, I can't do anything right now in this moment other than just stop, breathe. And remember that you're God. So yeah. just whatever text you can get and 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 do that practical thing. Even when you wake up, start your day that way. Mm -hmm. Take a couple just deep breaths in and just reset your body to be able to be in that calm mode. And um, and then anytime that you have something you know is coming ahead, um, you can do it again. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. And Terry, for people who are listening that need to reset even right now in this moment. I would love for you to pray us out and just cover them in prayer that they are able to reset and find that one text that can keep them going, give them that hope that they need. Yes, absolutely. I would love to do that. Father in heaven, Lord, you know your children that are out there who are suffering right now. You know how overwhelmed they are. You know how they're desperately trying to find balance in their life. You know, God, how many times they've probably said, oh, I'm about to break. I'm about to break, Lord. Where do I go? What do I do? Father, I ask that right now in this moment, you will just wash over them your peace. That they will be able to get a visual in their mind of you wrapping your arms around them and saying to them, don't worry, my child. Don't worry, I am God. 
and I will get you through this. I will show you the next step. Lord, thank you so much for loving us in this way. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Terry. I greatly appreciate it. And I know that people want to stay connected. How else can they reach out to you? Yes. Well, I, like I said, I'm a life coach uh, for the overwhelmed. And um, so they can find everything they need to find. I have a community, actually, that mm -hmm. um, that they can also tap into. Um, it's for especially created for the overwhelmed. And they can find all that information as, at a site called Chosen. Mm -hmm. And then the number four, purpose.org. And, and of course, I bet you can tell by my story where that name came from, huh? <laughs> Chosen <laughs> for purpose. It's my story right there. And your scripture <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So oh, we'd love to we'd love to touch base with anybody who would love to do that. Definitely, definitely. And I will put that website in our show notes as well so that everybody listening can immediately click it and go to connect further with you. I appreciate the time that you've taken today to share your story, to share your wisdom and nuggets that you've learned along the way, as well as the obstacles that you've overcome, because I'm sure so many of us can relate to it. I don't know anybody who isn't overwhelmed, so <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have plenty of people reaching out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this opportunity, and you're doing an amazing work yourself. So thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Love for everyone to continue to connect. You can head over to chosenforpurpose.org to continue connecting with Terry as well. And we hope that you all have a great rest of your day. Let's continue the conversation in the community. Thank you all so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get G-E-T unstuck U-N-S-T-U-C-K and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.